Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Do we still live in a constitutional republic? I've been pondering this question about what kind of country we're currently living in. It seems more like an authoritarian nation than it does a republic. We saw this escalate very quickly during COVID, where we saw leaders and government assume more power. We saw big businesses get bigger. And, and now, because of the banking crisis, we're seeing big banks get bigger. The centralization of government is probably one of the biggest threats threats we face to this country. The more centralized we get, the further away we are from a free country. You throw on top the damage that's been done to the rule of law and an effort to try to indict and to get Donald Trump. So we're going to turn to someone who has been a, a fighter of liberty more than you know anyone else in this country. And that's Dr. Ron Paul. Of course, you know that he ran for president. He was a member of Congress for quite some time as well. He's also the host of the Liberty Report. You can find it on Rumble. But we're going to turn to him. I mean, he has been warning about all of this stuff for so long. So who better to turn to to try to get some wisdom on where we are, how we got here, and where we're going? Stay tuned for Dr. Ron Paul. Dr. Ron Paul, it's always an honor to have you on the show. I appreciate you making the time today. Good to be with you, Lisa. You know, sir, we've got a lot going on in the country right now. We are awaiting a potential Trump indictment from the Manhattan DA's office. What do you make of it? And if it happens, what do you think it means for the country? (laughs) Not much good. Uh, But, you you know, it's fascinating because so far the threat of indictments doing Trump a lot of good because people were smarter than I guess they ever anticipated, that people who hate Trump thought, well, we'll destroy this man. But they've been doing that for five years or so. And now, of course, an indictment never done before will ruin him forever. Uh, It remains to be seen. People are unpredictable, I think, because it's all based on lies, innuendos, and political shenanigans. Uh, You know, I I don't think it's... uh, it's going to hurt Trump like the Democrats think. It may just totally backfire on him. And, uh, but in a way, this is very democratically decided. It's going to be the will of the people, the impression the people have that makes all the difference. 
but so far it hasn't been hurting out, but it's total nonsense. But if you look at long-term stability in our judicial system, it's a disaster. I mean, this whole thing going on, uh, you, you know, <clears throat> whether uh, this in, indictment and all the nonsense that went on with January 6th and uh, and also Russia gate it's built with a just a mountain of lies and innuendos so that i think is very dangerous i don't think we have rule of law at all but uh the immediate political impact might be a little bit different but that'll also be uh, you know temporary because what really should bother all of us is uh, what's happening to our system of the rule of law, and it, it really, it really doesn't a- exist. And I think uh, that is one of our greatest dangers that we're facing today. I agree with you, sir. The danger to the rule of law. I mean, it does seem like we've lost it in America. Is it possible to get it back, or, or once it's gone, or are we just veering down a, a dangerous road? That's the key question. Right now, I'm trying to sort all this out by writing a little bit on it. And, you know, and I, it's very easy to come up with all the disasters. But then uh, deep down in my soul, I, I want to be, and there's reason to say, well, the world's not coming to an end. Then I tell myself, you know, uh, I, I was born during the Depression. I remember the conversations about our Depression. I remember the World War II. I remember people dying, uh, friends and neighbors and relatives in World War II, Vietnam, Korea, and all these places. And I think, you know, uh, that's, a, that's a huge thing to go through. So sometimes things, uh, you know, work out better than you anticipate. But I still think that fundamentally and structurally, whether it's the rule of law or moral fiber or, or people telling the truth, I'll tell you what, I think we're, we're worse off under those fun, with those fundamentals than we were when we were suffering through the depressions and world wars. So and whether or not we can recover, I would say, yes, we can. We can, but, but the big but is we have to do the right thing. Uh, I, you know, have spoken to a lot of college campuses during campaigns, and I would spend, you know, if I spoke for an hour, I'd spend 50 minutes or so trying to get young people uh, alerted to the fact that spending money and debt is bad, and bankruptcies are bad, and destruction of money is very, very dangerous. And then in the last 10 minutes, I say, but you, but the answers are here. We know what to do. The founders gave us good guidance. And uh, what we need to do is just follow the rules. And, uh, and things, things would get better rather quickly, even though I predict that's not going to happen. It's available. So if there's a few of us around that believe that and understand it, and uh, you don't want to just go hide in the mountains someplace, then the, the most important thing we do is try to understand it to the best of our ability and then try to convert other people to doing it and then finally get people to do the right thing. A, a, a incident that occurred here in the last couple of years, I think should be a positive thing. And that is, think of the horrible, horrible things that were happening as an excuse of COVID. We're all going to die from COVID. And they, and they had the lockdowns and all these things. But then the people started waking up. You know, uh, a couple of years ago, they said it's going to continue. It will never be stopped. Uh, and it's still, uh, you know, out there and it's still a danger. 
But when people wake up, that makes a difference. So in my my lifetime, I've been in politics and medicine and other things. But right now, my whole goal is trying to reach as many people as possible to say there there are answers, but we have to be motivated, uh, you know, to find a way to spread that message. And what you do, Lisa, is part of that. And you probably don't even have any idea how many people you've influenced. So I think that is the the, the positive things. And uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, there, the, the remnant out there is uh, you can't measure it. And ideas do have consequences. And I think we're winning some battles there when we think about some of our uh, libertarian Austrian school think tanks. Uh, I think we've made some real progress. Well, I appreciate that, sir. You know, I, I think I mentioned to you before that, you know, COVID was an awakening for me of just seeing the loss of liberty so quickly. It was just hard to not miss and hard to not see uh, and in disturbing as well. Um, when did we lose the rule of law? Has it just been a steady erosion or are there key moments that you could point to and say, aha, you know, that's when it happened? The big picture is what I'm trying to uh, put down and think about and mull over. And that is, I believe there's been a coup, a coup of the American system, the American Republic, the Constitution, and a group came in and they took it over and they're in charge. So you don't go to war with declaration. You go to war when a president writes an executive order. And I date the real, real, in the number one date I came up with, I've had there a lot of incidents that have occurred, but the date that I come up with that is when it became very obvious that there has been a coup of our government and our system, and that was November 22nd, 1963. And I remember that clearly, and that, of course, was when Kennedy was shot by the CIA, and then Robert Kennedy was shot, and Martin Luther King was shot, and then a 100 other people that were related were shot. And the odds are most Americans now believe that it was probably we ourselves that did it to us. The Russians didn't come and do it to us. So I think that's when it happened, and that exists. Uh, but that's just a trying to understand it. But when you when you look at what they did, uh, the the, uh, the 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 bad stuff they did under COVID, you know that atmosphere is, is is there. So it's an attitude, it's a prevailing attitude. It's a, it's the Soros's of the world, the taking over our universities, taking over medicine. So they have been winning these battles. But uh, once again, the the only thing that we have left is trying to use the freedoms that we have to persuade other people to change their minds. And of course, that's where I see bits and pieces of hope. Well, and of course, we've seen this broader centralization of power since COVID. You know, the government has grown bigger. Big businesses have grown bigger and, and big banks as well. I mean, we're facing this global banking crisis right now, and you've had the government step in as well as other big banks getting bigger. You know, talk a little bit about how we got here and where you think that's heading. Well, we got here. There's very specific dates how we went from, you know, what the founders said, you know, you can have only gold and silver as legal tender. Uh, there was nobody allowed to emit bills of credit or paper money. And that would be the restraining 
a way of not allowing people to spend too much money on undeclared wars or developing a welfare state. So the uh, the big date on that, of course, is 1913 because uh, of the uh, educational progressive system that was occurring. Uh, it was a philosophic change, and that's when we got the Federal Reserve and the and the income tax, and then the and that's when Woodrow Wilson went. You, you know, to uh, globalism and making the world safe for democracy, it's more or less been downhill for that until, you know, some dates. But when, when, it, when it comes to money, we had the Federal Reserve, and then uh, they still had their whole goal. Uh, the people who believed in liberty, the ones that were opposed to the liberty, had to get rid of an independent monetary system uh, and honest money. So uh, when they... they they probably they probably didn't sit down and say well, let's have a depression, but their policies were stupid enough to give us a depression. <clears throat> and then the first thing that Roosevelt did was take in the gold. That meant that uh, we we were a bankrupt country. The American people weren't allowed to own gold, and uh, and then and, uh, and that lasted for 40 years that we weren't allowed to own gold. And but we were trying to keep it together amazingly well with uh, guaranteeing our dollar overseas at $35 an ounce with the Bretton Woods Agreement. But that was doomed to fail. Henry Hazlitt said it wouldn't work even when it was started in 1945. So it collapses, and that is when we have the next stage of bankruptcy. That means we defaulted on our promise to pay, and, uh, and nobody was reimbursed by gold anymore. So that was a major, major event. Uh, was August 15th of, uh, of 71, and it's just skyrocketed. So everything that's been happening in these last 20 or 30 years, really very predictable. Austrian economists understand it, and uh, they know where the problems are, and they work hard at trying to convince people. But the obstacles are pretty great. The universities are controlled uh, by people who are more attuned to George Soros than they are to, uh, you know, von Mises. So that that is that is a problem. But it's uh, it's if if, you, if everybody says well it's not doable, you can't ever change people's mind. You must. It's all, you're joining the gang because uh, the people who are our enemies uh, don't believe in truth. They're nihilists. So if we give up and say, well, we can't do it, we become, you know, uh, endorser of nihilism. Say, we can't do it. It's a failure and it's beyond our control. Uh, and and we, we don't know that. Miracles can happen. But everybody, my, my uh, advice is, Everybody that finally discovers, you know, that there is a problem and they know basically what the answer is, it can be found in personal liberty and honest money uh, and a, a judicial system that is honest. Uh, if everybody that uh, knows that, I, I believe they personally have a moral obligation to do whatever they can to spread that message for their own uh, for their own benefit, their family's benefit, and everybody else's benefit because the world would be better off if we had more people agreeing with it. And then also more bold people, it, it gives cover to other people than to step up and to speak the truth and, and to be brave in the face of sort of this mob mentality that we're, we're living in now. You know, you'd mentioned George Soros a, a couple of times. How much damage has he done to the country? I guess if you wanted to, to name it, uh, and you had a vote, it would be a tough race between between George Soros and Fauci. 
you know, doing the, doing the home. But they're, they're one and the same group in many ways. They believe in authoritarianism. They do not believe in a higher law. And uh, they, they aren't moralists. They don't believe in truth. They don't think it's possible to know truth. So therefore, uh, if you're a nihilist, you, you license yourself to decide who will determine the truth. And that, of course, is what it was always said about uh, the Soviets. Uh, the party decided the truth. And uh, they, they said that in a very serious philosophic manner. Well, uh, you have to have order. You just can't have people, everybody deciding. And they had no interest in something that some people have come around to believing is a higher law and that it's identifiable. But if you look at ancient history from the very first book ever written, you know, thousands of years ago, there was a recognition that you shouldn't lie, cheat, and steal and kill people. You know, there was a higher law that was determined outside you know, of the bureaucrats and the government. And we've really lost that, to your point. I do feel like when I was growing up that there were some just basic tenets that we all agreed in as Americans, and that seems to have been eroded, and there's so much you know, gray area and that how close to an authoritarian nation are we right now? Oh, I, I think we're very authoritarian. Uh, there's not much you do. But one thing is, is including myself, we all march to the laws and the rules and the regulations because we're not quite ready to take up a gun and say, you can't make me do that. <laughs> you know, so it's very authoritarian. I mean, all you have to do is look at the uh, federal register and look at the laws being passed and all the nonsense going on and what's on our television and, and who runs social media. I think one big thing is much clearer now, uh, although many of us would say this uh, was the case coming along for many, many decades, and that is the collusion of big business and big government. And, uh, and you can see this, uh, especially with the lockdowns uh, and other things. It was, the, it was the business people that were enforcing the lockdowns, and the government said, oh, we believe in free, uh, free speech and First Amendment, but it was always the connection. Uh, so that, that has existed, and that's all authoritarianism, very sophisticated, very tricky. And the one thing is, since they don't even believe there is such a thing as truth, and they also believe that you should use truth to your their the lying to their benefit, uh, it, it just continues forever. So that's why I think that uh, basically, and even the founders talked about it. You know, we've given you a constitution, but it's not going to work if you don't have a moral people. And right now, I would say we're less moral people than we have been, uh, you know, in the last 100, 200 years. I, I think really the 100 years since the progressive era is where, where we really started downhill. And now uh, we're in a dilemma. We have to decide, uh, can we go deeper? Can we uh, give more authority to the government? And uh, if it's uh, they're out there. I mean, uh, the COVID and you discovered something going on with with COVID uh, control of people. That's what that was all. About. They weren't caring about medicine. They wanted to destroy medicine. Too much independence of doctors and patients, and uh, too much natural medicine. So they had to stop that, and uh, that's why that's why we had so much authoritarianism in medicine and education. The the whole work. So. Uh, and it's, it's ultimately a threat by government to punish us. I mean, right now, in recent years, it's been, I could lose my job on this, you know. Um, how am I going to feed my kids? 
So, uh, that, no, it's, it's rampant. It's epidemic. And uh, the authoritarianism has to be stopped or this is going to get a lot worse. I keep hoping and seeing cracks in, in the cement in the, there where, where the authoritarians are losing a little bit of, of clout and that we'll move in the other direction. And I, I still work on that assumption, but some days I have a hard time convincing anybody else other than working on myself. That's one of the reasons during COVID I was like, I'm not getting vaccinated. This makes no sense. And I, I made it known to the public on TV and op-eds, letting everyone know why I wasn't getting it and why we shouldn't be forced to have to get it. I always love having you on the show. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with before we go? I spend my time trying to get a message out each day with my Liberty Report, with his live stream, Ron Paul Liberty Report, at 11 Central Time. And we're always looking for new people who make comments. And, you know, in the last few weeks, we switched to Rumble, and, and Rumble's been very, very courteous and kind to us. And that was, it's been so much better than, uh, uh, than, than wherever we were, you, you know, YouTube. And uh, so our numbers are improving, and uh, that's always encouraging. So uh, we, I welcome more viewers to the Liberty Report. Awesome. Well, everyone, go check it out. Dr. Ron Paul, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks, Lisa. Talk to you later. That was Dr. Ron Paul. Uh, always great having him on the show. Obviously, he's been warning about all of this stuff for the longest time. So it's just good to, to kind of hear his wisdom and hear what he has to say. So I, I appreciate him taking the time. I want to thank you guys at home for listening to the show uh, every Monday and Thursday. But you can listen throughout the week. Feel free to leave us a review. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time, thanks so much. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.